Welcome back. It's your host, Richie Rich, Soul in 60 with my co-host. Dylan Pierre, the realtor. DP. Keep it short and simple this time. DPR. For sure. So, yo, check it out. Welcome back. Thank, thank y'all for following and watching and sharing and, you know, tapping in. For sure. But um, today's, today's podcast is sponsored by Factual Film Studio. So if you're looking to record a podcast or film video content for your social media, contact Factual Film Studio. Their link will be in the bio and you can book and schedule the time that you need to do your own show. Awesome. All real estate companies are welcome. All brokerages. All brokerages, whatever they do. Absolutely. That's what I, that's what I read in the ad. Got you, got you, got you. Just wanted to make sure it wasn't just some type of exclusive broker-only type of deal. Hey, that'll be interesting. There's a company that has that. There's a brokerage that is like only for them. Get out of here. Yeah, well, they want to be stingy with it, I guess. That's funny. Yo. So what's the top? What's 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 what do you got going on right there? What's what's the um the the award there? Oh, let, me, let me move this. <laughs> this right here, my friend. This is the um, they call this the Artie. This is the uh, 2022 award for being one of the top sales trainers in the timeshare industry. And if you don't know what the Artie is, that is from the American Resort Development Association. Um, you should look them up. It's a big deal. It's something like it's, <laughs> it's like the Grammy of, of the of the timeshare industry. <laughs> got you, got you. And you was presented that recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the last award was in Hollywood, Florida, and um, the team that I work with, uh, we won that award. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Kind of a big deal. Got you. Got you. Yep. So, tune in. It is um, that time of the year where right now we're halfway through the year. Mm-hmm. All right. I was doing the math, looking at the numbers, and at one resort, not not all, but just one. I was just checking in. There's already people that have made about three hundred and fifty thousand so far for the year. For the year. Okay. I mean, the year's not even. We're just halfway through. Got you. You know what I'm saying? But um, people are traveling. People are buying. Uh, people are, are confident. People are not really worried about the economy moving in in, in unfavorable ways. Really. Um, Still moving and shaking. They want to go. Got you. Would you so? You, would you say this is a record-breaking year for timeshare sales reps? Depends on the company they're with. Mm. Um, the one that I'm referring to, it is. They have broken records this this year. This month, they've done um, over what they've done the previous year in 2021, and of course, exceeded 2019. No one's really counting 2020. Mm-hmm. Obviously, 2020 was pretty much canceled, but. Yeah, it's been it's been record breaking for some companies and some other companies have just launched. Mm-hmm. I've seen um, some acquisitions being done and, and people wasn't happy sure. with the comp- compensation, so they moved to other companies and um, they're doing rather well themselves. So there's a lot of movement out there. Got you. Yeah, I've been hearing I've been hearing some of the same things that you've been hearing as far as the acquisitions with with, with other companies. And hey, some people love it. Some people are happy about the, the the merge, if you will, and some people are not excited about it. So, actually, gonna get ask them to come up here and share with them because um, I know one company. Like, if you guys don't know, some companies um, they have different departments in timeshare sales, right? So, you have sales, and then you have if someone doesn't buy a timeshare, they have another department. Everyone calls it something different. Um, some people call it 
a VOA, which is like a vacation occupancy. Some people call it exit, right? Is that mm -hmm. or a sampler? Or, di or discovery. Discovery. So yeah. basically, if they don't buy timeshare that day, uh, another department will offer them a package. It's like a sample of stay at the resort and so forth. But I heard that some, there's a company that's making even those people get licensed. Mm. And because of that, they either were forced to get a real estate license or um, they left and went somewhere else. Oh, because when you come at the end of a sales presentation, let's say the person doesn't buy, and then that department comes over to try to sell them that package that you're talking about. Uh -huh. Those people don't need real estate licenses, is what you're saying. They usually don't because they're not actually selling the ownership. They're just selling uh, a sample package a or stay. something. Got right. you, got you, got you. But I guess that company that bought wants them to, you know, be licensed. Wow. Interesting. Speaking of license, if you do need to get a real estate license, uh, check out the Richdale School of Real Estate. Link will be in the bottom bio. Mm. If you're looking for the uh, 63 hour class, or if you are newly licensed and it's your first renewal and you have to do your post 45, check them out as well as continuing education. Or if you are looking to get the broker's license, the Richdale School of Real Estate can assist you. Love it. So what are we talking about today? A couple of things, a couple of things, a couple of things. So, oh man, where do you want to start? I want to talk about priority. Okay. No, not priority, propriety. Okay. I want to talk about how people dress. I think how you dress is very important. Of course. You, there's some people, listen, if you ain't got it and you just got in the game, I get it. Mm. But when you have enough funds to buy some nice clothes, Mm. I want you to dress nice when you're in front of people asking them for money. Mm. Perception is, is is reality. Yeah. I mean, you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, will I ask myself for $100,000? Mm. Looking like this? You know what I'm saying? So when you say looking like this, looking like what? I mean... Do I have to be in a suit to ask somebody for 100000 Maybe not in a suit, but you should be well-groomed. I think you should dress neatly. I don't know if... Um, I, you just have to be presentable. You know what I'm saying? Because not everybody wears a suit. Mm -hmm. um, from what I've seen, some resorts, if they if you're on the front line or the day line, it depends on the industry, it depends on the company. Some people call it a front line. It just means that you're dealing with people who do not own timeshare. And that look seems to be the suit from what I've seen. I was born in an in-house environment. I was born in the environment where people already own. So... Before my time, before I got in the business, if you worked in-house, you got to wear khakis and shorts and a polo. back. It was different because it was a back door. But as the industry has changed, you wear business casual. But it wasn't about you know, wearing suits. But at the end of the day, even I make sure I dress fly. I treat it like high school. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe it's just where I'm from, what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. But I, I got to get fly. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got to smell good. Mm -hmm. I do wear nice colognes. For sure. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. If you're in the business and you're asking somebody for the money, I think the way you look, the way you, you know, your, your hygiene, uh, is very, very important. If, you, if you've been shortchanging yourself on your look, just invest in your look a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Buy, buy a little something that makes you look, you know, nice and clean. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I agree with that. I, I can tell you from my own experience, I remember, you know, a few years back, um, I was making some some good money, right? And um, obviously I had a meeting this day and I was meeting maybe about five or six other people there. But anyway, I did the meeting and then after the meeting, I had someone come up to me and say, hey, 
you know, there's some talk going around that they don't think that you make the type of money that you say that you make, mm. right? And I said, okay, why? What, what, what's, the, what's the problem? Oh, because of the car that you drive, right? So mm. they were basing uh, the amount of money that I make off of the car that I drive. So it, it kind of hurt at first because it was like, damn, I got to drive a, a foreign Mercedes or something for you to realize that right. I have money in the bank account. You know what I'm saying? It kind of hurts, but it's true. You know what I'm saying? So if you if someone pulls up and they hopping out of a Range Rover or, you know, Mercedes or, you know, something that's $100,000 or over, you're going to actually think that that person has money. And so you don't even know the person. That mm. could be a rental. Right, right. Or it could be on Turo. <laughs> it could be on Turo. The game is different. And you see somebody hop up at the gas station or in public at the stoplight, you're going to be like, oh, okay, they got some, they got some bread. They winning over there, mm. you know? Um but yeah, definitely dressing up, like you said, I guess it would be the same uh, thing like the car. Like if somebody sees you in a suit, they see you with, you know, a $30,000 rollie on, you know, they're going to automatically assume, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about and, and you know, he has money. I mean, I, I think it goes, it goes, it's a gift and a curse, right? Because you don't want to be too flashy. I remember, I remember one time when I first, first started, when my manager came to the table, he had on a Gucci belt. Prada shirt and the, the lady that was on tour, not the primary person, but the daughter, spazzed and went crazy and said, oh, you think you're all that? Could you have a Gucci belt? And, and the deal just went left field. I had her, I had her. But because the, the daughter was like the little pit bull trying to protect her moms, she picked the smallest thing to spaz out about, right? And um, sometimes that look, if it's designer or something flashy, mm-hmm. only says, I'm, I'm here to take I'm your money. Take money. <laughs> I'm here to take your money so I can go out and buy another Gucci belt. Right. You know? So I'm not saying to wear flashy stuff. I'm just thinking that you should be well-groomed, neat, gotcha. presentable. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Like you gotcha. take care of yourself. You know For what I'm sure. saying? I mean, it's, when you see a person that's fit and shape, they have mm-hmm. to have some type of discipline in life, mm-hmm. right, to, to maintain that. Mm-hmm. So they get a certain level of respect. You're like, okay, I see that you, you take care of yourself. You know For what I'm sure. saying? So that's all I'm saying, y'all. If y'all in the game, just make sure you look right. Be conscious. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Well, I mean, we're, we're speaking a lot on the men. You know, we're talking about being groomed and being in a suit and whatnot. But what about the women, though? You know, because these women at these timeshare resorts, you know, they, they can get a little fancy with the type of things that they put on. You know what? You're right. Most men don't complain about it because it's okay mm-hmm. for them to look at. But... On the table, mm-hmm. it causes a disconnect, mm-hmm. and we teach we teach that. You know what I'm saying? Sitting across the agenda, and you know, there's a touch zone. You only touch somebody from this part on down. However, um, yes. So a lot of women, women, you got to learn how to have that that level. That what's they call like a respectable. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a level, right? A threshold, like not too sexy, but also like business, like you know. And some people, some people know how to work it, and some people just overdo it. Um, so, you know, there are women that get talked about, like she just like she's going to the club. And then I've had people on tour and be like, damn, you got a nice place to work. Distracting, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But again, women use that to their advantage as well. If you do get someone that could be, um, not to say misled, but um, what's what we're looking for? I don't know, turned on or um, manipulated or yeah, just yeah, sucked yeah. into that. You know what I'm saying? For it's sure. just an advantage. But ladies, definitely, the cleavage and all that, you got to. I mean, sex sells. Let's let's keep it a buck, you know. Um, it sells to a degree until you have a husband and wife, and the wife is like, I ain't buy, "We ain't buying nothing." 
based upon the husband's distraction to that person. So gotcha. if you're a woman and you're in the game, you just got to think bigger. Think think of the game. Like your your job is to connect with the lady so y'all can both sell the husband. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Happy wife, happy life. Mm -hmm. So if you could get on the woman's side, you know what I'm saying? And, and she doesn't feel like you trying to like attract a man, then you got a good chance of relating to both of them. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing that we learned in sales is, you know, sitting across from your gender and, and having a balance. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm if I'm pitching a, a husband and wife, now I know I look good and I know the wife may like to look at me, mm -hmm. but I'm gonna make sure I keep the husband involved in the conversation mm -hmm. and then, you know, connect her as well. But I know I gotta win him over. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? This is the game. Got you. So less slutty, more classy is what I'm what I'm getting from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you, got you, got you. Okay. All right. Shout out to my people who dress fly. Let's talk about this. How do you get in the timeshare game? Like, how do you actually do it? Like, what is step one to getting into the timeshare game? I would say step one to get into the timeshare game is finding a company that you want to work for. And this, if you're in Florida, I couldn't even begin to run down the amount of resorts or timeshare companies that there are um i could state a few off the top of my head but they're more than i could really recall you know what i'm saying there's some that i still learn about to this day mm -hmm. i think the other day i was asking you like it was uh what was it capital vacation I capital like, yeah yeah i yeah. thought they was new but i guess they've been around for a minute yeah there's a lot of uh, little smaller names okay so let me i'm a name drop and if y'all pay attention i avoid name dropping because i'm not because no one's paying me to you know big up their company, sure. you know what I'm saying? But if they want to cut the check, we are here for the discussion. But we're never going to give nobody no one light. So it's the industry, okay? Yeah. But talk vague. I know they're, let's start. I've heard of Wyndham. I've heard of Hilton. I've heard of, I want to say Diamond Resorts, but they got bought by Hilton, right? Mm -hmm. Hilton, so mm -hmm. I heard of Westgate. Mm -hmm. I heard of Vacation Village. I heard of Capital. I heard of Summer Bay. Um, that's all off the top of my head. Sheraton. Sheraton. Marriott. Marriott. Blue Green. Blue Green. You know, um, then you got your smaller names. Encanta. Uh, uh, CLC World. Uh, Fiesta Bay. Uh, and, you know, the list just continues to go on. So here's the deal. <laughs> Regardless where you start, you can be successful where you are. You know what I'm saying? But I think that a lot of people want to go where it's easy and not everyone takes you when you're brand new mm -hmm. some people want you to have some experience so there are some companies that will take you with no experience and then after you get that experience you can go other places what i do notice in the industry is that if a person doesn't make it one place or they, it wasn't the right fit for them they're usually able to try other places because once you have some sort of experience anybody will give you another opportunity um so i think the first the first thing to do is to identify where you want to try to work now some people will hire you without a real estate license, some won't. Mm -hmm. And that could be the thing that makes a break whether you get in or not. So in my opinion, there are companies that will hire you without a real estate license, but you're going to be selling and not getting paid. Yeah. They pay you like $100 a day or something like that. Maybe even $150. I don't know. But if you sell a $10,000 deal, which you when you could have made $1,000, you get $150. Mm -hmm. If you sell an $80,000 deal when you could have made $8,000, you get 
and you don't got a license, you still get 150. Yeah. So I think if anyone's gonna get into the business, before you even decide to get in, I would say seek to get your real estate license first. Gotcha. Because it's easy to get caught up. You get a job without a license, you need to pay your bills, so you're gonna continue showing up. You're selling, and you're gonna be trying to keep your your seat because you're selling. Mm-hmm. But when when do you get a chance to step out of that sales arena, focus on studying, and then passing your class test and then your state exam? It's a lot. It's too much. It's a lot. So you're gonna get stuck in a rut. When someone takes their, uh, when they go out and get the real estate license, what do you recommend? To take the one week class, two week class, the month class, online, in person, hybrid. How do, how do, what do you recommend? One, you gotta know your learning style, because some people can do it online on their own. Some people need to be in front of an instructor that they can ask different questions. Um, and then, and it depends on how much time you have. If you have another job, and you gotta work this between your schedule, there may not be a class that's available based upon around your schedule. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm when I moved down here and got my license, I took I wasn't working, so I took a, a week course, mm-hmm. uh, like a crash, you know? Um, I was on unemployment. Mm-hmm. So when I got here, I I did a week class. I had nothing else to do. All I, did was, all I was doing was working out. I was like focused working out, like, because I was the fitness trainer. Gotcha. So I was, I was worked out, and then I did the class in a week. It was like, um, they call it like a crash course. Which is a lot of information. If you type of person that can't retain information, um, you might want to take a longer class. You know what I'm saying? But I took the week, and um, that's what I did. But I think you got to first identify your learning style. Second, identify what's your schedule, because they have um, like part-time classes, like you know, four, five to nine p.m. Mm-hmm. You could do something like that, and that can take friggin' four weeks. But if you're working or you have something else going on that pace might be the best pace for you. Gotcha. So, so they, uh, you want to get into the timeshare game, you're going to go out, you're going to get a, 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 a real estate license, okay? Now that you have the real estate license, which you're going to have to pass the school test and the state exam. Right? Yeah, you got to get at least a 70 on the school and then a 75 or higher. On the okay. State. Now that we have the license, because we passed our test, now it's time to pick a, a, a company, like you said, a timeshare company. Correct. Which, if you wanted to find a company, how do you find the timeshare company? Usually, you got to have a connect. Mm-hmm. You don't really have to have a connect, but maybe um, I see people walk on sales floors and say, "Hey, I'm looking for a job." Um, sometimes, out the years, like usually, like you see in May, you'll start seeing uh, these timeshare companies advertising because they hire for the summer, so they usually hire in May because they're staffing up for the summer, which will be June, July, August. Sometimes you'll see them promoting in October because they're hiring for the end of the year, which will be like last week in November, December. And then sometimes you'll see them marketing in March because they're hiring for the spring. Got you. But um, I really don't know where people see these. I I, I came referred. Most mm-hmm. people that I know, someone told them to come there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's usually what happens. And you know what's funny? If you're in the service industry, if you're a bartender or a host or any person that likes to deal with people, most time, most of the time, it's a timeshare person that says, yo, you got a good personality, you should try timeshare. Absolutely. And that's the people that you see become successful in that business from, from what I've seen. For sure. I mean, if you're out there and you have 
a bubbly personality, yeah. then you 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 fit the description for Tom Shear for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, if you know how to connect. I was telling my man, I tell my man uh, he wanna move down here. I was telling my man Spen, he's he's gonna move his family down here. And I was like, bro, you'll eat this up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it depends on what you I don't know. I don't think it's for everyone. That's just the way I feel. Yeah. If you're not a people's person and know how to connect with people and know how to deal with different social styles, it may not be for you. I think everybody should try it, but I don't think everyone survives based upon their own character traits and how they can connect with people. Even if you're having a shitty day, personally, you still gotta smile and crack jokes and build relationships and make the you know the family laugh and you know so <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot um, you know one thing you touch was about finding the different uh, companies that are out there right when mm -hmm. you join to, uh, for the timeshare yeah you know some of these companies. Uh, what you want to look for also is the, the the pay scale like how do they pay the commission? You know because some companies are hourly some companies are hourly in commission some companies are just you know Commission some companies give you a draw and then take that money back out when you do sell so that's something you want to be mindful of also um, and then also what you'll find out is you'll have properties that are luxurious beautiful I mean they basically sell themselves all you got to do is show it to somebody and they're like oh my god we've never seen anything like this right but what you'll see is those resorts have like maybe like a smaller commission right because they say that they it would seem that it's easier to sell it's so luxurious who's gonna say no to it and then you'll have some timeshare companies out there that it's not luxurious and it's it smells and you know <laughs> you know what I'm saying there's a whole bunch of problems going on at the resort and you know it's spooky it's haunted whatever the case may be but guess what they got some of the highest paying commissions yeah. on that side because <laughs> it's yeah. like hey if you could actually sell one of these we'll give you you know we'll give you the whole house you know so that's one thing you want to be mindful of too always just because the place is so luxurious doesn't mean the pay scale is going to be right on the back end for you so i gave an example um disney i yeah. forgot we didn't talk about disney disney, disney sells disney, time yeah disney sells time share. but i heard there i mean i don't i just heard that the compensation plan is not the greatest so i know a, a person that left one company got into disney because i guess the, the benefits are nice but I guess the compensation what wasn't what he thought it was gonna be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah, ended yeah. up going back to the original company. So Absolutely, I've heard that too. That, again, you know what I'm saying? They don't want to. They don't want to pay. So, but the experience is everything, y'all. If you haven't gotten to the business or you're thinking about it, the experience is gonna make you a better person. Whether you learn how to deal with different people, you learn to deal with uh, people from different walks of life. You learn how to deal with rejection or objections. I think it's a great experience. Now, does everyone stay in it? No. People get their license, they be like, I can't sell that shit. I'm out. And they get into residential real estate and do really well. Or that sometimes you go to a resort, it didn't work out for you, you go somewhere else, and you become a rock star. So you just gotta feel it out. But I'm gonna tell you one thing, you gotta have tough skin because it don't just click overnight. And you, you just got to be willing to to give it a shot. It is one of the main businesses where I could say the success is in failure. Mm -hmm. The success is in failure. Because if you've seen 10 families and 7 told you no, and 3 bought, you still be successful. 
Absolutely. So that's the, um, the thing about timeshare. So if you're looking for timeshare training, click the link in the bio. Take the class. <laughs> Take the class or buy the course. Buy the course. If you like this episode, click like, send a comment at the bottom, and share it with somebody you know. Yeah, and if you have timeshare experience out there and you want to, you know, share your two cents or, you know, be featured on, on one of the episodes, you know, reach out to us and, you know, we'll definitely put you on, put you on and hear what you have to say and give your experience and your two cents uh, for sure. Just get with um, our admin. <laughs> yeah. Sure. She'll, she'll schedule you, you know, facts for sure. Pull up.